powerful presence of God here this morning. So receive from him this morning because that's what it's all about. You can come and hear a good service and be blessed, but God wants to deposit something in your spirit this morning. Amen. So why don't you greet someone and if there's a beautiful mom near you, tell her she's amazing and a happy Mother's Day to her and to each and every mother here today. A very, very happy and blessed mother, a Mother's Day. Especially if you're a visitor, I pray that you'll be blessed, blessed, blessed. Oh, I can hear there's a lot of moms here today. God wants to bless you especially. So before you sit down, I just want all the moms to stand. So the moms can stay standing just for another moment or so. We want to pray for you today. If you're a mother, if you're a grandmother, and then I'm going to go a step further. I really believe that that is a prophetic word, that God wants to open the wombs. And I know there are women here that are really believing God to conceive and have a child. And you've been praying for a long time, but I believe God wants to give you the desires of your heart. And so if you're a, a, a woman here today and you've been praying and believing God for a child, I want you to stand as well because we're gonna believe God and we're gonna trust God for the release of the opening of the womb, amen? So come on, those around them, I just want you to reach out your hands to this beautiful woman this morning. To be a mother is such a divine, godly, beautiful blessing. And I know that Mother's Day can evoke a lot of emotions. It's not always the happiest day as it should be. There are those who have broken relationships with their moms or their children. There are those moms that have, lost, have, have suffered loss. But I know God through your life and even through the pain is gonna bring forth something beautiful because that's the very design of a woman that even in the pain, there is something beautiful. Even as we sang that song, in the brokenness comes something incredibly beautiful as a fragrance, as an offering to the Lord. So just let's reach our hands out to all these moms here this morning. Father, I pray for a divine blessing, even as we sang that song, a blessing for them and for the generations to come, their children and their children's children. Because I know that that is the desire of every mother that our children will be blessed by you. And Father, I pray where there is hearts that are hurting, where there is a longing for something that sometimes moms go through, but they don't always know what that is, that this morning your hand would touch and heal every heart. That Lord, you'll give us a picture again of what your picture is of motherhood, not what the world tries to push on woman, but your picture, God, your design for mothers. Bless each one here. May they know your heart. May you heal every area of brokenness. And Father, I speak and I pray as we stand in agreement that those that are believing for their wombs to be open, we speak, we speak openness to those wombs in Jesus' name. We thank you that God, the womb, is a place of miracles. And we pray even as a church that as in that womb, that place that you wanna bring miracles, 
we release it and we declare it over to every woman here this morning. Father, where the enemy has tried to steal and withhold, we know that it is only you that can bring life. And so we ask you this morning for those women that your hand of life and power would rest upon them this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So receive that, moms. Amen. Do you receive it? Um, if your mom's not here or you know of somebody who's believing God for a child, then stand in the gap. Let's pray. You know, we need each other. We can't do this alone. I just want to honor and thank my mom. And I know she's probably watching, got up special, especially to watch me and, and just be part of the service this morning. I really honor my mom. And it's not easy being away from her. And I know many have moms far away or have children far away. And it is, it's really difficult at times, but we carry their love and we know that they're with us. And so mom, I love you and I honor you. My sister I think is watching as well, an incredible mom. And to each and every woman and mother here at CRC, there are those that carry such incredible love and support. And for me, I know there are those that really just pray for me and always encourage me. I cannot tell you how much that means to me. I cannot do this alone. We stand together as the family of God. That, that's what this is all about. Mothers is the picture that God wants for the world because we gather family, we bring family. We release that anointing in family. And even though I know I hear that, I don't have the best family or somebody says, oh my, you must meet my family, they're awful. But you, you carry that which brings grace and healing. You know, God never calls for perfection. And sometimes that's what we're looking for, even as a wife or a mother or as a family. God's not looking for perfection, but He calls, calls us to wholeness and completion in Him. Nothing is ever achieved on this earth outside of the grace and the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ. It always needs to be built on the sacrifice of what He did at the cross. Not our own works, not our own strength, but who He is. And that is what we wanna celebrate and that's what we're gonna share about this morning. I also wanna thank my husband because without him, I would not be a mother. We need each other. And this is something that the, the world and the spirit of this age tries to destroy. Well, I can be a mother, I don't need a husband or I don't need a man. But when we build on God's pattern and design, it brings life. And you, you might say that, well, anybody can go and get pregnant and have a baby, that's life. Is it the life that God has designed? Life that is abundant, that Zoe kind of life that is filled with joy and peace and release, because that's the life that God wants us to have. And then of course, my beautiful children, David and Carmen, who truly are incredibly, you know, they say it's your highest achievement. It's, and I'm so honored to be their mom because I know when God gave me them as my children, He chose me and He said, you are gonna be the right mom for these two children. So mom, you may often feel like you're not good enough. We all feel like failures at times, like, oh man. But God says He chose you to be the mother of those children or of that child because you carry what they need. 
So never underestimate that. And so it is a privilege and it really is an incredible honor to be their moms. And so before I go continue in some ministry this morning, we have two testimonies. Um, there's so many testimonies I know that many have of their moms. But I just, I've asked Patrick and Annie just to share because just knowing a little bit about their story, it shows and reveals the important role that mothers play in their children's lives. So Patrick, Annie, thank you for sharing. And as they come up, I just want to also really welcome South of the River, our church in the South. They're with us this morning. And to all those wonderful moms, we love you and we honor you. And thank you for being with us this morning. So, Thank you, Pastor. Um, yeah, Pastor just asked me to share about my mom and just the journey that, um, that we've been on. And um, yeah, I, um, well, I grew up in a Christian home and my mom loves the Lord, my mom and my dad both. And they serve in church and they really just taught us from a young age just how to come into the presence of the Lord um, at any time. And um, our daily devotions were part of life. And we would normally have like dinner together and share the word. And um, I remember one night um, at bedtime, we were um, reading just my devotion and um, we, it was about Revelation 3, verse 20, which says, Look, Jesus says, I Look, I stand at the door and I knock, and whoever opens that door, I will come in and have life with them. And um, that night, I gave my heart to the Lord. So that's the, that's the influence that my mum had on my life. And I know ever since um, that day, she said to me, highlight that in your Bible and use your Bible because that's a word of God. And He's going to give you your own revelations every day. And just highlight that and bring it to light. And through everything that we went through in life, um, if it was hard time, she would always put the light of Christ in that. She would put that little bit of salt just to give flavor to life. And um, yeah, just to every mom here, I would say never stop um, praying for your kids because I know she prayed for us. Never stop reading the Bible with your kids, even if, they don't listen, if, even if they're not listening. Never stop going to church with your kids and sharing in the community of Christians with your kids. Um, never stop calling them. If they are far, call them. If, even if they don't answer, leave a message, leave a voice message, leave a WhatsApp. Every single day she leaves a WhatsApp, like even if it's so simple. And those kind of things, even if we don't always appreciate it at that time, it makes a difference. And um, yeah, and just seeing life and doing life through my mom's eyes just taught me so much. And, um, and if you don't have your own children, take another child and start praying for that child. Start praying for that mom who's struggling or that. And just be that other woman and that other mom for that child, um, even if your mom is not there. Because I always had like mentors in my life. When my mom wasn't, when she's in South Africa, so I'm not with her, but like there's always like some motherly support somewhere as well. And I know she's praying for us. I know she's reading. I know she's meditating on the word on behalf of us and my children now. So thank you, Pastor. Yes. yes. Pastor Sharon heard a story that I was telling uh, just a while back, and she asked me to share it today. And I've been, I must admit, as a new dad, 
um, and also with some celebrations that have come up. Oh wait, by the way, my mom knows how to do it in style. It's her birthday today. So happy birthday, mom, and happy Mother's Day. And so this is a story about my mom and how she used to spiritually teach my brother and I in the house. Well, in fact, all of us. Just a really important message, and that was, So we were going through something as a family in that moment. And I'll be honest with you, I can't remember what it was. It was important. And we had a bit of a family meeting, sit down to just pray about this issue. And so in great style, my mom would always just say, put my brother and I on the spot and say, okay, well, what is God telling you we should do, right? And it didn't matter about the situation, whatever. She was always a bit more about teaching us to hear from God no matter what what was happening, right? And so I spoke up and I said, look, I'm just remembering this story in the Bible about when they went into the enemy's camp with pots and pans and they made a loud noise and that's all that they did. They didn't fight, they didn't do anything else. They just made a loud noise and it woke the enemy up, confused them, and they got a great victory that day. And that's what I shared as a child. And I'm talking, I was like 11 or 12 years old. And I said, that's what I think we should do. And then my mom said, okay, everyone, let's go to the kitchen. So we went into the kitchen and we all grabbed a wooden spoon and a pot and a pan or something. And we literally sat in the lounge and we banged on pots and pans for this issue. And we just sat there, bang, bang, bang. And, you know, I just, I just love that about my mom. And why I really share that is because moms and dads, parents, it's up to us to teach our kids how we do things. If we're quiet in times of uh, hardship, you were teaching our kids to be quiet. But if we're loud and we're prayerful and we're teaching them to hear from God and we're continually doing that and sending messages and and praying and never stop doing these things, right? That's what your kids are going to see as normal. And that's what I see as normal. And I also see as the crazy things that I hear, even when I'm up here on stage and God says, okay, tell everyone to move like a tree. Pastor Clive's favorite story, that one. He will never let me forget it. But that's where that courage comes from. For for Holy Spirit to give me the weirdest of things, even here, it doesn't matter who, I have to listen to Him first and hear what He wants to do in this room and what He wants to do for His people. And my mom taught me that. And so you have that ability, moms, dads, anyone, like you have that ability to teach your kids to hear God's voice first before they hear the world's voice, to hear what Holy Spirit is saying first in every situation. doesn't matter how serious or how not serious it is, always hearing God and always listening to His voice and being obedient. So thank you for that opportunity. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Amen. I love those stories. I say to Patrick, I believe that's when he received the anointing as a praise and worship leader. That's when he just listening to the Holy Spirit. And moms, that's what we carry. God has given us a divine ability to release something in our children for the next generation. And that is what the enemy is trying to steal from women in the world we live today. Especially Christian godly women that carry that anointing, that divine DNA that God has put upon our lives. The title that I have for 
this message, and, I, and I'm going to try not to be too long. My husband's watching me there, is only a woman can be a mother. Now, that's a very hot topic in the world we live in today and very politically incorrect. But I don't say it out of anger and frustration at the world and the deception and the craziness in the world. I say it as a truth from God's Word. I acknowledge who He is. I acknowledge His creation. And you see, church, when we see what's going on and we hear the ridiculous lies and craziness in the world, the temptation is to get angry, to want to lash out at the world because we can't understand this. It doesn't even make sense in the natural. But I really believe that what God wants to give us as His church is a deep love and a compassion for a very broken, confused and lost world. That is the heart of God. And that is the heart that He should give to us as mothers. You know, many may say, because you've probably heard that, no, even a man can be a mother. And I've read of definitions recently that, no, not only women give birth, anyone can give birth now. There's laws being changed to, to make this a reality. So what are we teaching the next generation? Is it important or is it not relevant anymore that only a woman can be a mother? From the very beginning of God's Word, we see this truth from Genesis. And so some people think, well, that's in Genesis. You know, that's an old Bible story. But when we go to the New Testament and we see that Jesus underlines this fact because it's important. In Matthew 19, we see the Pharisees challenging and questioning Jesus about marriage, divorce, and actually it's a very powerful passage because it is foundations to a lot of our faith. And Jesus says, and I'm gonna read it, Matthew 19, verses four to six. He answered them and said, have you not read, have you not read from the scriptures that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female. This is not just an Old Testament theology. Jesus reinforces it. And he's talking about marriage and he's talking about family. And he carries on to say that this is the reason, for this reason, the reason that God created man and woman. The man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This divine design of the two becoming one is incredibly powerful. The world says, you know, there's, you know, we're all just the same, neutral, this gender fluidity. But the power comes in the man and the woman, the male and the female. And through that divine pattern of marriage, the two becoming one produces life. And Satan hates that. Because in the two becoming one, this male-female, it's... We read in Ephesians 5, it talks about, it's a great mystery because we can't understand it fully with the, the mind, but it is a picture of Christ and the church. So in this very important fact that God created male and female, and for this reason, there is marriage, there is family. You see, we take away, if we take away the creation, 
and the image of God upon man and woman and the purpose that it was meant for, then yes, we have nothing. Then we can just be whatever we want. There's this vacuum of nothingness. You see, that is the goal of the enemy, to create a generation as it's nothing. No, no, no plan, no purpose. That is the design of the enemy to destroy and steal what God created in the very beginning. And so there is this fact of power in that truth. Gender is not a social construct because that is what the world says. Gender is just something that we've made up as we've gone along. No, gender is a divine design of God for a very specific purpose. And we can never allow the enemy to steal that. Gender brings identity. Gender brings purpose and destiny. You may say, well, what is identity? Identity really is a distinguishing characteristic and and something that we can identify as similar to or the same as something or someone. And that identity, that something similar or someone that we are is the image of God. That is the identity. We all know brands. I was gonna bring a beautiful top brand handbag. We all want a fancy branded item, you you know, brands. But I didn't wanna promote any specific brand, not that I have many, but you know that to go buy a top branded handbag, for instance, or pair of shoes, can cost thousands and thousands of dollars. You go down the street and you buy a fake or a copy. How much does that cost? It's cheap. It's something you can throw around and it's pretty worthless. That's what the enemy is trying to do to the brand, the design, the original creation that God has made us to be. Let's never become fake or copies or let's say, let's not believe the lie of the enemy. You are a beautiful, unique creation. God's patented design from heaven and no one is allowed to touch that and shouldn't be allowed to. And this is something that we need to pass on to our children and our families. You see, the result of this evil ideology in the world, that gender doesn't matter, you can choose if you wanna be a man today or a woman tomorrow or vice versa or whatever. This evil, and I call it an evil ideology, has resulted in a very broken and confused world devastated our younger generation. There's such a confusion and a fear in the generation that is being raised up because I want you to imagine this. There are some people that are pretty young here, but most of us grew up in a society that understood and knew the difference between a man and a woman. We are now telling children that, well, you must now choose your gender because we don't know. The school doesn't know, teachers don't know. God doesn't even know because most people have removed God. So little child, you now choose your gender. Wow. Apart from choosing everything else, they've got to now decide who and what they are. They've got to decide their purpose. The incredible burden that that places on a generation has just crippled them, left them weak, and defenseless. 
instead of being taught that they are made in the image of God. There's this incredible divine handprint of the creator, the master of the whole universe has created them and made them and they bear his image. They've got to go now and find an image, something that they need to be. Do we understand the devastation of this lie in the world today? I said in the beginning that I don't speak this out of anger and frustration. And I really believe God wants us to get His heart of compassion. You see, Psalm 25 says, all the paths of God are mercy and truth. All the paths of God are mercy and truth. But because we live in such a broken world, and every one of us knows of the pain and the heartache that we see in the world, that is family even possible anymore? A happy, healthy whole family. Because we see so much brokenness. There is so much hurt that if we even speak of these things, we are afraid to offend someone or that they may think we are judging them. More than ever, we need to be speaking the truth. You see, Jesus in his compassion became a man. He came to this broken earth, but he did not leave mankind in their brokenness and pain and shame because the truth always sets free. And so when we speak about the divine design of God, when we speak the truth from Scripture, it's going into a dark place where people are falling, to an, falling into a, a, a dark hole of nothingness. We are bringing a light, the light of the gospel, the truth of Jesus, and we're showing them the way to salvation. We are showing them the way to be delivered and find healing. So when we speak of God's perfect design, it's not to say, well, you now need to live up to this standard. You need to be like this, this, and this. You see, that is religion. Religion is, is harsh and often comes from a place of fear because we know this is how we need to be, but now we need to strive and work at getting there. It's one of the biggest deceptions in the world today. That is religion. It is a form of godliness. God says, I come in my love and what Jesus did at the cross and I bring transformation, I bring healing, I bring hope. And, I, and God removes us out of the pain and the shame. And so as the church, more than ever before, we need to speak the truth of God's love to a world. We need to show them this is what God has designed and planned because this is what brings life. This is what brings joy and freedom, not what the world says. The deception in the world is, well, if you just do what you want, be what you want, that's freedom. No, that is the greatest bondage of all because it brings confusion. It's not who we are and it's not the design and the creation of God. If there was no God, if there was no eternal plan, then maybe it might work. But we know there is a God. He knows you by name. He created you, He formed you, as Psalm 139 says, in the very inner parts of your mother's womb. He knew the days that He has for you. He knows every plan and purpose that He has for you. 
God is calling us to a place as his church of surrender to say, God, this is not about what we think is right or what we want to portray to the world, but your heart for a lost and dying nation. I wanna read Genesis 1 verse 26, and we know these passages, but these are foundations of our faith that more than ever we need to know what we believe and why we believe it. Jesus challenged the Pharisees. These were religious leaders and he said, haven't you read? Don't you know what the scripture says? And the sad reality is that many Christians don't know what the scripture says. We've got a little bit confused at times by what the world is saying and we think, yeah, well, that's probably right. No, God's word is our plumb line. There is only the truth that sets free, not a relative truth or something that somebody believes is the truth. It's only God's word. Genesis 1 verse 26 to 28. Really, this is where Jesus quoted from or spoke from, but he says, it's, verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle and all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. You see, God always blesses his creation and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Again, oh, how Satan hates that scripture. Because this is the design of God. That we as his people, whether you're a man or a woman, that as a child of God, the purpose of God's creation, the very DNA of God within us is to rule and to reign and to have dominion. And Satan doesn't want us to have that. We are called to step into that place and the blessing is to rule and reign. And yet how many people are living in submission to what we're hearing in the world, even because of the, the cult of climate change and what's going on? We become subject to the creation instead of God saying, I've given you the authority to rule, to have dominion, but also to be fruitful and multiply. That is the role of us. As mothers, we have that power to be fruitful and to multiply. And if Satan can remove that, then he removes the very essence of who we are as God's creation to the world. Genesis 1 is a story of order and life coming through separation, distinction, the two, and then becoming one. God is amazing. And that is the revelation that we need to receive. But you see, from that, we know the story. Because the only way Satan can get an upper hand is through deception. Coming in disguise as a serpent. Genesis 3 verse 15 says, I will put enmity between you and the woman between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, but you shall bruise, and, and you shall bruise his heel. There's always going to be a war between a mother and Satan. He's always coming for your seed, that which you carry within you, because this is really the very first prophecy of salvation, of the good news. 
because it was a woman that brought forth the Messiah. And this is a picture of Satan being crushed by the Messiah. And the enemy knew that from the beginning and that is why he will always come after our seed. Not only biologically, but the seed you carry to bring forth that which God wants in the earth today. Satan will do anything to steal that seed. And we've seen that throughout history. He will come and take or try and destroy what God has put within you for His purpose and for the world today. And you need to ask yourself, am I going to allow that? Again, how does the enemy come against women and mothers? Through deception, through lies. One of the greatest ways he comes against us is the pressure to be perfect. Moms, God never puts that pressure on you. We put that pressure on ourselves. We compare ourselves. Religion puts that pressure on the mother. The world does. That's never been God's intention. All God calls us to be is a vessel that His power can be used through. We heard those beautiful testimonies of moms just loving Jesus and teaching their children about Jesus, leading them to salvation, releasing gifting in, in them, not by your own strength, not by your flesh. When we try to be perfect, when we do this in the flesh, and I know every mom that I've ever spoken to, we fall into this trap at times, it will crush you. It will crush your family because it, it's about control. If we are trying to be perfect, then everything has to, try, it has to be perfect and we have to control it. And that's working against the design of God because God says, He just calls us, as Mary said in, in the prayer I prayed, Lord, she knew she couldn't do it in her own strength, but your will be done. Use me as a vessel Right throughout Scripture, we read incredible stories of mother, of mothers who had to step into that place and say, God, I'm going to trust you. Hannah, a woman who couldn't have a child and cried out to God. But when the time came and she conceived and was ready to give a child, to have a child, she knew that that child belonged to God. It wasn't hers and she gave it back to God. Samuel, a mighty man of God. We cannot do this for ourselves or by ourselves. Don't let that lie ever control you because it again, it crushes mothers and they cannot then be who God has called them to be. The other lie is that you are now worthless. Woman is not needed anymore ready to be discarded. Satan has continually tried to destroy this image of God in creation. We see the systematic breakdown of men and male and authority and fathers throughout the generations. Where we are now in a place, actually a politician, a journalist said this recently, where there are a lot of weak men and very angry women. That is the design of the enemy because it destroys that which God wants to release. 
And so as he's dismantled men, and not the men that believe God and serving God, we need those men to be strong and to be all that God is. Yes, let's give them a clap. We need them to be who God has called them to be. And so we cannot now allow him to steal who we are as women and who God has called us to be. Esther 4 verse 14, and I'm gonna end in a few minutes. I just wanna end with this. A young woman who is called to go to the palace and take the place of a queen that refused to be what God had called her. And Esther's an amazing book. It is really a picture of, a prophetic picture of the end time church. And it's just a book that I've been spending so much time in recently because I know God is speaking to me and there's a lot that that I'm busy processing. But Esther was promoted and became queen and was living in the palace. And her cousin Mordecai sends a message and he says to her, there's tragedy coming. This nation is gonna be destroyed and killed. And she wasn't really aware of what was going on. And so many Christians are living in a bit of a palace, a bit of a bubble of, well, you know, I'll just put my head under the ground and I'll just be a good person and I'll just be keeping to my own business. And Mordecai sends the challenge. He says, verse 14, if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews, for God's people from another place but you and your father's house will perish. Now I'm not saying if you um, remain silent, you will perish. What I am saying is if we don't stand up and speak what God wants us to speak, if we do not stand up and arise and shine as the church, the light and the salt in the world, we will lose a generation. I will not allow the enemy to steal my children and their children and the whole, maybe a future line that will go to darkness and end up destroyed. You see, as we as parents, as mothers, take a stand and say, these children, even as Joshua said, we, me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We will speak the truth. We will not be quiet at a time such as this. We will teach our children. Because Jesus said, bring the children to me but so many Christians are giving their children to a school system, to the media, to entertainment, to whatever the spirit of the world is saying, we are freely sacrificing our children to the lies of the world. And we wonder why there's chaos and confusion. All I believe God wants us to do is to speak His truth, to stand strong in our faith and what we believe. Our children are desperate for the truth. The world is desperate for light. They are in darkness and they are groping around, begging for someone to show them the way. And we have the way. We know who He is and He's Jesus. And so Esther, she hears this. And He, he challenges her with this famous scripture, we all know that. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You may think you've been born, this is a, coinc a coincidence, you know, you just rocked up at this time in history. If God is so detailed and specific about His creation, then He's very specific about you, your time, your family, 
where you work, if it's at school, whatever you do, you are there for such a time as this. And God needs you as a mother to arise and to say, I will do and be what God wants me to be. And he said it so beautifully. You may not have children, but we, we know the amazing story of Deborah in the book of Judges. We don't know if she was ever a biological mother, but she made a decision. She was a warrior. She was a, um, an incredible woman leading a nation. And she decided, I'm going to be a mother to this nation who was lost. They were powerless and they were weak. And we need to say, God, I choose to be a mother at such a time as this, as Esther did. And from that, and this is what I believe God wants us as mothers to hear this morning. Only you can be, if you're a woman here, only you can be the mother that God is calling you to be. Don't allow what the world is saying and the lies to grip us. Because even though we don't believe it sometimes in our heart, we allow the confusion, we allow what we hear to begin to influence us. You are more important than you will ever know. I'm gonna say that again, you are more important than you will ever know. But if you allow the lies of discouragement, of worthlessness, I'm not good enough, I have failed as a mother, those are the lies that Satan wants to cripple where you with because he knows the power that you carry within you. You see, that power only comes when there's a faith that rises up in us and we say we're gonna do what God wants us to do. And the moment Esther decided to do that, to be who God had called her to be. She stood in the gap to be and reveal the purpose and display the glory of God. She went to a place of intercession to pray for her nation. There is so much more that she did and was, but the thing that really stood out to me as Esther arose to be who God had called her to be she was a weapon in the hand of God to destroy the enemy, Haman, and his line of, his whole line was destroyed. But she was also a weapon in the hands of God to, reveal, to bring deliverance and healing to her nation. And that's the challenge this morning. Moms, mothers, church of God, are you willing to be a weapon in the hand of God at such a time as this? because you are dangerous and you are powerful against the enemy. And we cannot allow the enemy to steal that from us. And so I just want us to stand this morning. I don't know where you are, what, what, what you're carrying or what you're struggling with. It might be those lies of the enemy. It might be brokenness where you think it's too late for me and my family or for me. And God is saying it's never too late. All He wants us to do is step into that place of victory, of believing His Word. You see, God could have chosen a king or a warrior or a statesman, but He chose Esther, a woman. God chooses you this morning because you carry what He has. Let's just lift our hands and for a moment, let's just surrender that to God right now. Because, as I said, we're not here 
just to hear a nice sermon, but I really believe God wants to release that to us this morning. And as we come to a close in these last few minutes, I really believe as my husband just takes over and just ministers that to us, that whatever God has spoken to you this morning, receive it. Let him open up that spiritual womb within you to bring life and purpose. Amen. Thank you.